You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Barry Sopa, our senior political correspondent with us. Hey, Barry. G'day, Heather. So we're in a recession, right? Nothing that we didn't know. We've all lived through <laughs> it. But what does this say politically for the government? Um, well, look, you know, we have had technical recessions. This is uh, just uh, a very minor one when you consider it 0.1%. So it's hardly a... Uh, a gut wrencher for the government, if you like. I mean, we did have one after the GFC in 2008, um, and we had one after the Christchurch earthquakes, I think. So, you know, we've had them before. Um, I think, you know, in fairness, and I'm, you know, I'm not singing the government's praises necessarily because I think they spent clearly far too much uh, during the COVID crisis, but. They did have the Auckland anniversary uh, floods and Cyclone Gabriel to contend with. And uh, what that meant was that, you know, there was a downturn, a, a big downturn in productivity, like in fishing and agriculture and um, transport and uh, manufacturing and the like. So uh, it comes as no surprise and it doesn't take um, a rocket scientist or a good bank economist to know that this was going Darren, to happen. we were already in, headed for a technical recession when those things happened, when the yeah. bad weather happened, right? Well, yes, we were. The, the spending, uh, and because we saw the last quarter, this is That's the right. March quarter, so we saw the quarter before that uh, in negative uh, growth as well. But if you look at, uh, I guess you'd have to say, a more buoyant economy now – uh, for the year, it was 2.9% growth, which is uh, pretty good, actually. But I don't think you're going to see that for the rest of this year. So, um, you know, it was interesting that ACT put out a statement today and it said a recession is um, when your neighbour loses their job, a recovery is when Chris Hipkins uh, loses his. And that was uh, <laughs> David Seymour. So, uh, you know, that's wishful thinking. And uh, some may, may say that. But, um, look, um, I think, you know, for the rest of this year, it's as we well know, it's uh, tough for many people, but there has been something of a bounce back with uh, immigration uh, and with tourism and the like. So hopefully uh, we can see our way through this. Here's my question to you. Can you win an election when you've just got oh, the country in recession? That's, you know, that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? I mean, you know, Grant Robertson was slow to put out the statement again. He's been slow to react to these figures this year, week. The balance of payments yesterday, not good. It's um, taking longer to come up with good news, that's It why. is, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, he must be uh, feeling pretty low at the moment. And, uh, look, he's been uh, relatively, in my view, pretty low profile in recent weeks, um, you know, and this probably says a lot. So Winston reckons the gangs should be terrorists. <laughs> How's he planning to do that? Well, don't forget, this is the architect of the three strikes uh, legislation. That, that was ACT? Well, it, no, it might have been introduced by ACT, but it was the idea of New Zealand uh-huh. first long before that. Um, he said what the Prime Minister needs to do is officially designate the mongrel mob and all other known gangs in New Zealand as official terrorist entities. Um, That's under the Terrorism Suppression Act of last year, was passed into law last year. Uh, And he said, and uh, you know, you could say maybe he has a point or you could argue with it. He said um, the Prime Minister, with the support of the uh, Police Minister and the Police Commissioner, designated the American Proud Boys as uh, terrorist entities. Um, and he said, well, so they can do that with them, they should be able to do that with gangs in this country because they cause terror throughout. And for those listeners who don't know 
who the American Proud Boys are. It's an exclusively male uh, North American far-right neo-fascist organisation. Now, you could argue that about the gangs, I guess, um, but they, you know, they certainly do uh, terrorise communities uh, and peddle drugs in communities, and this is the point that Winston's saying, that under the Terrorism Suppression Act, they have many more powers. Winston likes to talk tough. It'd be interesting to see if he does have a place uh, in uh, a national-led government, if that's what the voter decides, then whether he would carry through with this. I mean, it's a it's a bit of a far-fetched one, but uh, he, like many people in New Zealand, I think are very frustrated with these uh, gangs taking... Uh, Rawuri Waititi, what the hell was he on about? God only knows. But interesting that, both, that the poll that shows that both the Māori Party and New Zealand First are a drag on the, the major parties they would be associated with. Yeah, this is... Uh, well... Uh, Far lesser so um, for National with New Zealand First than it would be for Labour with the Māori Party. Uh, and that'll be of concern. And, and in fact, it, again, it comes as no great surprise that if you look at the policies of the Māori Party uh, and uh, couple them with uh, uh, Labour, uh, the coalition of chaos probably rings fairly true. Yeah. Um, and with New Zealand First, um, there were fewer people that w- would be affected if uh, New Zealand First was the only option open to national. Uh, most most um, national party voters said, look, they'd be quite relaxed about it. Uh, mm. That's the majority of them anyway. So um, whereas with the party, uh, the Māori party, I think uh, they've got a real problem Labour has. And I notice they haven't really come out and embraced the Māori Party. No, in stage. fact, if you listen to what Chris Hipkins does, he keeps warning his potential minor coalition partners yep. to behave themselves if yes. they want to be in government. So, yeah. I mean, he's obviously acutely aware that the Greens and the Māori Party are a bit kooky for most people. Yeah, well, tell, you know, tell you what I'd like to see is the effect that the ACT Party has on the National Party's voter and the effect the Greens have on the Labour Party voter. Well, yes, indeed. Um, the... Uh, we see with the agricultural policy of the ACT Party being ah. released out at the field days today. And now that they've got the former Federated Farmers uh, president on board, yeah. they really are going all out to appeal to the rural vote. And if you listen to some of the people from the field days, uh, they, they're scoring pretty well down there, I must say. Yeah, too right. But, um, yeah, the Greens, the Greens have always been a worry, and uh, that's why Helen Clark said that she would never have them in any government led by her. Good stuff, Barry. Thank you very much. Senior political correspondent Barry Sopas. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.